2: I'm Lewis Carr, host of the Blueprint Connect podcast. The Blueprint Connect podcast is an extension of the Waymaker Men's Summit, where we have consistently given men a prescription for growth, not just for themselves, but also their families and their communities. During these podcasts, we will educate and motivate our listeners about entrepreneurship, careers, finance, health, and relationships. This episode is brought to you by Dove Men Plus Care. Media and culture often point to what women need to do for self-care, but we don't see nearly as much conversation about that for men. However, when men practice self-care, the results are astonishing. Research commissioned by Dove Men Plus Care through its Helping Dads Care study commissioned by Pramundo in 2018 found that men who practice self-care are twice as likely to feel better balance in their lives than men who do not. Dove Men Plus Care No self-care matters. It's time for all men to know that it matters too. We're live at the 7th Annual Waymaker Men's Summit in Chicago. So welcome to this special podcast episode featured at the number one men empowerment conference in the country, Waymaker Men's Summit. Welcome to the
3: Waymaker Studio Podcast. Happy to have joined me here, Ryan Monday. Ryan, welcome.
2: Thank you.
4: I'm happy to be here. Tell me how you're doing. I'm feeling well. Feeling uh, I'm feeling energized. It's been quite the summer. Um, took some time for myself to to level set and I'm ready to finish the year strong, so I'm feeling well. That's really important coming from you because tell us what you do. Uh, Currently, I am founder and CEO of Alchemy Health. We are a mental health and wellness platform specifically focused on the black community. We make mental health video courses, meditations, and live workshops on our platform.
3: Ryan, this is so critically important, particularly in our community, particularly for black men. Talk about why mental health is so important for us.
4: A healthy life starts with a healthy mind. We can look at all the chronic conditions that show up throughout the world, uh, whether it's type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, there's a lot of literature and research that is starting to come out that talks about like lifestyle and like what drives a healthy and uh, a positive and a strong lifestyle. It's our mindset. And how can we you know, take good care of ourselves if we're dealing with anxiety, dealing with stress, dealing with depression? And so we firmly, I firmly believe and we firmly believe that a healthy life starts with a healthy mind.
3: Brian, what brought you to this work?
4: It was my personal experience. Uh, My background is in athletics. Uh, I played football for 24 years, and more specifically, I played eight as a professional. Five in Pittsburgh, uh, one in New York with the Giants, and then two with the Chicago Bears. And after I ended my career at the age of 31, um, I was dealing with all those conditions that I talked about, stress, anxiety, depression, identity issues, trying to figure out who and what I was when I was no longer tackling somebody. In that experience, um, I found myself, I really couldn't buy my way to help. And I realized for that, in, in that moment that if I was going through it and I had resources available to me, uh, then what were the folks who look like me in my communities all across the country, what were they going through? And so that experience really, really prompted me to get, bring Alchemy Health into the world.
3: You really come stronger as a former professional athlete because at some point the applause stops for everybody. Yes, sir. So when you start to think about where you were and recognizing that applause stopping, how did you deal with coming to the end of, the end of your football career at that point?
4: <laughs> you know, it was a day that I knew was going to come. Uh, Mike Tomlin, my coach in Pittsburgh, uh, told good me. Good Kappa man. Good Kappa man. Great man. Um, I'm not a Kappa, but I get it. Uh, I got a lot of great <laughs> friends, Ryan Clark, so on and so forth, that are great Kappa men. But he said, football is not uh, who you are, it's what you do. Uh, and that statement really, really resonated with me. And throughout my professional career as an athlete, I was taking advantage of those opportunities to develop myself. But it really wasn't until the rubber met the road where I was actually retired, where I had to put it in practice, and I really struggled with that. And I, and, and again, I knew I wasn't alone. It happens over and over, and it's honestly like a pretty vicious cycle for uh, athletes um, who either are collegiate athletes or professional athletes the day is an inev- inevitable, excuse me, where you're no longer that person, where you're no longer an athlete. And in that moment, you got to figure out what you're going to do with the balance of your life. And the reality is you'll more than likely be under 30 trying to figure that out. And so it's a, it's, it's a widespread problem, but it was one in which I, I tried to be proactive about, but yet and still even being proactive, I still struggled.
3: Well, you had a long professional career because the average career is only about three or four years of an NFL player or you may spend your whole life doing that yeah it ends pretty quickly it does You a long career relatively speaking um but then you think about the things that you're doing and the fact that you are the one who is really out pushing the need for mental health mental wellness for black men makes it that much more critical with with your company alchemy health Tell us more about Alchemy Health and how people can
4: access Alchemy. Yeah, so our app uh, is available on Android and also iPhone. Uh, On our platform, we have over 400 pieces of, again, mental health courses, uh, videos, workshops, meditations, all led by world-renowned clinical professionals that talk about a lot of complex topics that, quite frankly, we don't talk about in our community. Generational trauma, we have a whole video course on that being black in the workplace, we have a whole video course on that. We come to the table with a language, a look and a feel that quite frankly, is not in the the marketplace. And it was that in which I realized is like, look, we gotta show up differently because you know and I know we don't have these conversations in our community. And so in order to like bridge that gap, I knew that we had to show up differently uh, and with a lot more intentionality that's currently in the marketplace. And so, yeah, we're we're widely available. Uh, We also have a web platform, but it really started with me around like accessibility Like, how can I provide access to our community in a low friction manner where you don't necessarily have to figure out what is a therapist? What do I do in therapy? Therapy is expensive. How do I get to it? All these questions that come up. That's why we started with content and resources to say, here, check it out. Learn a little bit. Let's build the relationship. Let's build trust. And from there, we can move forward. You played a team sport and so much is
3: learned from teams. So much about life and so much about going forward is doing that. Yeah, but then when you leave the game, you leave the game without a team. You're kind of on your own. Can you talk about some of the thoughts that occur to you leaving that team, moving out on your own, and then beginning a business as you've done here?
4: I was terrified. I was quite literally terrified. And uh, again, I wasn't alone. Quote in that experience, it happens to all of my friends who uh, who I play with. Unfortunately, there's not a really a strong reason as to why that is, right? Where you go into the trenches with your brothers and you go through some really, really hard times that forge relationships and bonds that still last a lifetime, but how do you manifest them outside of the game of football? How do you make them a reality? And, that re- and the key is what I realized there is like, you got to start with yourself. That's what we always talk about at Alchemy is start with self. Like, how do I take uh, the intangibles that... I use to allow me to play eight years in NFL, grit, discipline, hard work, all those things that allow me to have a successful NFL career, how do I pick those up? Because that's who I am, right? That's not what I do. That's who I am. How do I take those intangibles and put them into a different context? And then also, how do I build with the same folks who are built like me? And so that's like the puzzle that needs to be solved for. And I'm actively working on that with athletes as well. You know, it's the beauty of this summit because it brings so many people together
3: and you've been brought here, brought together with Dove Men Plus Care. Talk about your connection with them.
4: Yeah, Dove uh, has been like a, a staple in my household for a very long time, right? Like we use Dove products, uh, my kids, I mean, it's just been a part of our, our family fab- fabric for as long as I can remember. So when I had the opportunity to partner um, with Dove and, and also the Waymaker Summit, I jumped at the opportunity because again, we're all doing really, really important work across the spectrum. And I believe in like collaboration. And we just talked about like teamwork. Right. No one can do it by themselves. Our mission at Alchemy is to create generational health. That's not a one man show. That's not a one company show. And so we always look to partner and collaborate with folks who are doing great work across the board.
3: Thinking about this summit, and there are a lot of, there are a lot of men here, a lot of people here, and a lot of things that are happening that really are helping us to feel better about ourselves. And even as we just talked about Dove Men plus, plus care, there's also this health and wellness recharge center that they're, they've are they uh, sponsored. Um, and in that recharge center, I mean, men are out here getting haircuts. They're getting waxes on their ears and noses and eyebrows. Uh, men are getting manicures and not yeah. quite pedicures, but massages and all these other things, yeah. things that we really need that we don't think about enough that can help us to be healthier. Mm-hmm. Talk about what that is and what that means and the fact that they've, sponsored this health and wellness center.
4: I think it's powerful and when I when I was listening to you talk, I was thinking about like representation yeah. and visualization. Like you need to see it. Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz it's one thing for somebody to tell you like, "Yeah, go get a manicure. Go get a manicure. Or go take care of yourself." But it's one thing to actually see a black man in front of you getting a manicure, getting his you know, like taking good care of himself like that visual representation goes such a long way. And I really think that's the magic of it. We're like, you can be in a space of collaboration with brothers who look like you that are that are trying to grow, that are trying to heal, that are trying to develop that representation and that connection takes it to another level.
3: Indeed. And, you know, all those things, it's truly the one that really gets me. And I got one, too, <laughs> is getting our eyebrows waxed, right? <laughs> Sitting there and having wax yeah. on your face yeah. and having it pulled off. If nothing else, Ryan, what it did was make me appreciate women and what they go through. <laughs> to, look, to look pretty for us. So I have a whole different appreciation for all, what all that is now, but it certainly helps you to feel better about yourself as you do those things. I want you to step back because when you talked about yourself, you talked about your football career, but your life began much before that. So talk about it your did. earlier days and how you even got to the point of getting to the NFL.
4: Yeah, well, I started playing football at seven years old, uh, and that was back in 1992. And I always tell the story about that year – I was the biggest kid on the team, the strongest kid on the team, the fastest kid on the team. Uh, however, I played offensive guard, wore number 51, and our team went completely winless. And so it was it was—it was a terrible experience for me. I was like, man, I hate football, and I'm not coming back. And that's what I told my dad. Um, and, my, and my dad, who has been there every step of the way, my dad was in my life so much, I didn't want my dad around, right? And, and I grew up in similar type neighborhoods where, like, fatherhood, fathers aren't really present, right? And so my dad was not only my dad, he was everybody else's dad and he was my coach too, right? And so uh, that experience uh, that first year, uh, after that first season, I told my dad, I don't wanna play football anymore. Um, And he obliged uh, initially uh, (laughs) and then the season started and I was still holding strong, uh, but he eventually made me get back out there, Uh, but it was under one condition. And this was really powerful for me at a young age because I knew what I was, right? I mentioned I was bigger, stronger, and faster than everybody, but I was completely being underutilized. And so I said, I want to play, but I want the ball. Like, I want to score touchdowns. My favorite player was Emmitt Smith, Barry Sanders back then. I want to be like those guys, right? Because I knew I had that making and that, and that ability, but I was playing out of position. And so we worked that out, and, and pretty much it was, it was uh, taken it, – it took off from, from that point. Um, but I tell that story because had my dad not made me get back out on that field, I probably wouldn't be sitting here with you today. Football has done so much for me, my family, uh, developed relationships. I mean, I all roads for me lead back to, like, my ability to play football. Think about, like, going to school. I went to the University of Michigan for free. I built a livelihood for, you know, uh, playing football. I met my wife because of I, All of these things have happened because of football. So I'm very, very thankful for the experience uh, that I've had over these years and, and the life that I've been able to build because of it. Well, playing in Michigan is a pretty big deal. You, what city are you from? I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
3: Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Good place to be from.
4: Yeah, amazing place <laughs> to be from. Amazing place. That is home for sure.
3: You know, a lot takes place here at this summit. And one of the things that's the theme for this year is um, how do you grow from an uncomfortable situation? Hmm. Talk about a time when you were in an uncomfortable situation, uncomfortable, and what you did to overcome it.
4: <clears throat> um, I've had many. Uh, And when you talk about uncomfortable situations, I think the the great thing about sport, and particularly football, it teaches you how to, quote, be comfortable while being uncomfortable. Uh, And a particular situation that I would reference would be uh, my transition away from the University of Michigan. Um, I played four seasons there, and some things that happened that had caused me to uh, leave the university. Uh, And it was at a time way before NIL way before the transfer portal, uh, and, and uh, things were very murky. And there was a period of time where my, my career, uh, and at the time, felt, my life felt like it was hanging in the balance, um, where I was having to like, work out at the student rec center, where I was having to dial alumni for dollars and make earning like $7 an hour, um, and just kind of flying solo. And so much, the stress and anxiety that was building up with me at the age of 22, I developed alopecia. And so I was dealing with so much stress, my hair was falling out while I was in college, awaiting a decision uh, to to uh, get the green light to transfer to West Virginia University where I spent uh, my fifth year of college. And so it wasn't necessarily a, I didn't get comfortable in that situation, but it was an uncomfortable situation in which I developed in, you know, I talk about some of those intrinsic characteristics that have been, built up in me because of sport, like the resiliency, the grit, the toughness. Like I really had to exercise those things during that time to make it through, get on the other side and keep my career going.
3: When you think about this whole issue of Waymaker and Waymaker mentorship, you know, nobody makes it on their own. There's always someone who helps us through. And in many cases, a lot of people help us through.
4: Talk about some
3: of the Waymakers that have been in your life.
4: My father. Got that one clear, clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my dad, uh, again, uh, he has always been there. Um, I gave my dad my Super Bowl ring. Mm. That's how much my dad has been there for me. And that's what I believe his influence, his presence has done for my life. Um, and also my mother, too. Like We have a very, very strong family unit, uh, one in which we, we support one another um, through thick and thin. Uh, I would also say my wife. My wife uh, is a way maker because she knows who I am and she knows what I'm capable of. And our family dynamic uh, is set up in such a way where I can come here and do these types of interviews. And if I need to go to New York or if I need to go to L.A., whatever I need to do for our family unit, we have that capability and I have that agency. But it's because of her and her commitment and the way that we have set up our family, she's Provided a way for me to make a living for the family, right? I have two young daughters, so the folks that are close to me, uh, my family members, I I would consider them waymakers for me because they give me the strength, they give me the resources, they give me the agency uh, to go out into the world uh, and do what I need to do.
3: It's beautiful to hear you tell the stories of your
4: relationship with your father. Uh,
3: So often people don't get that kind of exposure of black men and
4: black black sons or black children. That hurts me. That, that really frustrates me a lot. And, and I think, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but um, I, I, I think there's a lot of data and statistics that are coming out that are really starting to dispel that myth, right? So many times, like black men and black fathers get painted with a very broad brush in society. And a lot of times it feels like there's no country for black men. We're getting pulled here we're getting pulled we're we're trying to satisfy and make everybody else comfortable and it's at the detriment of ourselves and i think the waymaker summit opportunities like this give us a space to connect and just be like where can we just go to be yeah right and be and take good care of ourselves it's few and far in between so again i'm really really happy to be here
3: you know i tell stories about my son more than i tell about my daughter for those reasons Mm. And when I raised my son, it was really, I, want, I raised him in such a way that when he decided to get married or when he decides to get married, I want to at least be considered to be his best man. Mm. Don't, you don't have to pick me, but I at least want to be in the consideration. And so, so much and so much of what you teach them, so much of what we learn, it just gets dispelled back in those ways. And so many ways, to your point, we're just not seen. black men are not seen in that way. I want to come back to where we started with alchemy health and where you are in presenting this and pushing this out. What can we do, what can you do, what can we all do to ensure that we have better, more healthy, more mentally healthy brothers in this city, on this planet? How can we, what can we do there?
4: We have to show up for one another. And before we show up for one another, we gotta show up for ourselves. You can't pour from an empty cup. And a lot of times it feels counterintuitive to prioritize yourself. Again, we're always taught to give, 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 give. But what are we giving ourselves? Because if you're not doing it for yourself, then, like, who's going to really kind of do it for you? Because you are the one who knows how you are feeling all the way around, 360 degrees. And so, like, you really got to prioritize yourself and understand that, like, look, if I'm the best version of myself, then my whole community wins. My wife wins. My kids win. My family member, my, my coworkers, everybody wins. If I show up as the best person uh, that I could possibly be. And that's one of the tenets and principles that uh, I stand on with, at Alchemy Health. Right, We talk about like a lot of like self-development, mindfulness, being present, et cetera, all in the effort to be the best version of yourself. Because if you're the best version of yourself, and I'm the best version of myself, and we're all the best versions of ourselves, then things naturally unfold as a collective and a community. Healthy men build healthy families, build healthy
3: yeah, Ryan Monday. Thank you so much for being here, thanks for joining me.
4: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: any disease.